Welcome to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show, a real estate investment program. Listen and learn how to use real estate to build wealth and passive income streams for you and your family. We bring you experts every day to discuss and answer your questions on everything from single-family homes all the way up to 600-plus unit apartment complexes. And now, the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome to the show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. On today's show, we're just going to talk about random things. That's right, random things. And, you know, the reason I bring that up is I know a lot of you out there are just kind of going through life dealing with things as they come up, um, you know, in, in whatever random order that they, they come up in. And, and I'm no different. I, I deal with things like that. You know, there's, there's that, that so-called random generator of life out there that just throws things in front of you. But what I want to do is I want to get you a little more focused, uh, especially when it comes to the, the concept of retirement. Now, I'll tell you, a lot of you are just approaching retirement from a random generator. Um, you're 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 figuring, okay, I'll throw some money into this annuity, or I'll I'll put some money into silver, or maybe I'll maybe I'll buy some stocks, or you know, holy heck, maybe I need to get myself a financial planner. And you know, it, it's it's what I call the junk drawer to investing. And in other words, you you get a little bit of this, you throw it in the junk drawer. You get a little of that, you throw it in the junk drawer. Um, you know, you know what that junk drawer is. That's that place in the kitchen where everything that you don't know that has a place kind of goes in there. It's kind of a random thing, right? So, you know, what what is it you're looking at when it comes to retirement? What What is your strategy? What is your plan? Do you even have a plan? I'll tell you, for me, my plan was this. My plan was to go to school, get a good job, and get good you know, income and hopefully retirement benefits. And, and in my particular case, the retirement benefits came in the form of a pension. Now, the problem I had with, with my, my retirement plan was this. Um, I, I knew that my, my pension probably wasn't going to make the difference between uh, what it would pay ultimately when I left the service and what my, my quality of life at that time required. So there's, there's a gap there. There's definitely a gap there. And Unfortunately, it's it's what I did to try and fill that gap that that caused me all kinds of problems. You see, I I thought that you know I'd get myself a financial planner, and and when I did that, you know the financial planner said, well, there's this little triad, this little thing that you've got to follow. In in uh, one one corner of the triangle, you you have mutual funds, okay. And what they want you to do is they want you to invest in those mutual funds because those mutual funds invest in different stocks. Uh, I didn't have time in in my my available life to to do all the research on that. So the concept was this: you you put money into the mutual funds. You have somebody that's managing that mutual fund. They are going to do the things they need to do to get you an excellent rate of return and help you to to get to retirement. And I thought, oh, okay, well that's that's something I guess I need. Then then the other thing the financial planner told me was this: he said you need 
to have insurance and not just any kind of insurance. You need to have whole life insurance. And and the reason why they wanted me to have whole life insurance is because uh, it has a cash value associated to it. So somewhere along the line, if, if I decided to cash in that, that whole life insurance, I could do so for, for a portion of what the, the face value of the, the insurance product was based on the number of time, the amount of time that I owned it. And the other thing, he told me to do was this save up about six months worth of savings okay that's that's money you you set aside so that if you ever lose your job or the the military in my case the military lets you go they decide that it's it's time for you to go you'll have a six month buffer there to to protect you well let me explain how all of that worked out, okay? Kind of the randomness of how it all worked out. So the, the mutual funds that I invested in, the reason why they had me investing in those particular mutual funds is because they made a lot of fee income. It turns out that 50% of the amount of money I put into that mutual fund for the first year went right into the pocket of the financial planner. 50 percent. Now, after the first year, I don't remember what that, that number was. I think it was something like closer to, to 20 percent. But, you know, it's a big chunk of my money that was going to somewhere else that wasn't providing me, you know, the ability to raise my, my, my wealth. I mean, there's, there's no other way to describe that. Now, when it comes to the whole life, you know, the one thing that uh, they had me do was was buy that product. And, and the reason why they wanted me to buy that product, you know, they said it was because it had cash value. Nah, I don't think so. I think it's because they made more money selling me a whole life product and they continued to get residuals. Every month that I paid into that whole life policy, some, some of that money went into my financial planner's pocket. So, you know, term life, could it have worked better? Yeah, probably could have worked better, but you know, I didn't know what I didn't know. And then that crazy thing about the six months worth of savings, man, I'll tell you what, no matter how hard I tried, I, I never got there. I think I managed to get to like maybe a month and a half worth of savings and it, it just didn't play well for me. Um, because, you know, we, we were a single income household and as such, you know, we, we pretty much spent everything that we earned. Now, I won't, I, won't, uh, I won't take it away from my wife because I'll tell you, she had the toughest job of all. Not only was she a stay-at-home mom, she was also a homeschooler. And, and as such, her time was very valuable to us because she was able to provide that time to our children, to, to raise our children. And that was, was important to us. But when it comes to the retirement process, everything that we were doing to, to try and set ourselves up for retirement wasn't really working as well as it should have worked. And in 2007, when the, when the stock market crashed, we lost a lot of our money that was in the, the, the mutual funds. And then in 2008, when the real estate market imploded, um, we, we found that the, the real estate that we had purchased, and we did buy some real estate along the way, we, we had done it all wrong. So we wound up selling a lot of that mutual fund stock that we had to help offset the, the, la the lack of cash flow that we had coming from the real estate investments. And I'll tell you what, we were just a soup sandwich when it came to investing. And, you know, we kind of went along that path for a long time. And then in 2000, oh, I don't know, a couple years ago, we, uh, we found Lifestyles Unlimited. And I'll tell you what, our entire vision changed. And when we come back from the break, I'll tell you why. 
Talk, 1370, the right choice. We're back with the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. We're here to answer your questions and help you become financially free. Welcome back to the show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. You know, in the last segment, I, I gave you some some information about you know what uh, my financial planner had had laid out for me, and when we got to about two thousand seven, two thousand and eight. Everything that we had he had set up basically just kind of imploded upon us, and I'll tell you, we weren't any closer to financial freedom. We weren't any closer to retirement um, back in that time period. It was it was a very very bleak time period for us. Um, we had we had put a lot of our money into our personal residency. We lived in California, and because of the the cost of real estate and the fact that real estate tends to appreciate fairly quickly in California. We, we bought our first house uh, when my son was born in 1998. Uh, we, we got transferred and uh, we, we bought another house where we were going to. Uh, we had made uh, a fairly significant little profit. I think we made about 20 some odd thousand dollars off that first house. We were able to put that into our next house. Um, and when we sold that, uh, like three years later, we, we got another sizable little chunk. I want to say it was like maybe 75 $80,000. So we wound up buying another property in our next duty station. And um, that property did did really well. As a matter of fact, uh, when we're talking about the, the early 2000s, when uh, the, the Fed, or not the Fed, but the, uh, the government had taken all of the uh, all of the the, the the ropes off of the uh, lending institutions and and basically people were buying real estate that really had no business buying real estate they had all these uh, no documentation loans out there it was it was just kind of a free-for-all and uh, property was turning very fast and we wound up uh, making a lot of money on that particular property uh, we also had been involved with a real estate uh, development uh, for about two years, and, and that returned a, a big windfall of money. So we thought real estate was easy. We thought real estate was just make money, make money. Well, then we got to our next house, and uh, this was a, we bought it for $700,000. It was classified as a fixer-upper. It was in a neighborhood uh, where the homes were averaging anywhere from $1.2 million up to a couple million dollars. And, you know, we thought, wow, this is, this is going to be a good deal. So we took a lot of that equity that we had pulled out of those other houses and uh, we, we bought into that property. We put 20% down. That was $140,000. And then we, we put about another, I want to say $200,000 into upgrades for the property because it needed it. It was, it was definitely kind of a fixer upper. And uh, so we were all into that property for about $900,000. We had an appraisal done on that property. It came in at $1.1 million. So we had what we perceived as an additional two hundred thousand dollars in equity so we were figuring okay great when you know this uh when this uh tour ends and we're ready to go on the next place we'll sell this place and we'll have like crazy good money right well 
That's not how it worked out. Um, in 2007, the stock market tanked. In uh, 2008, the real estate market tanked. We uh, we uh, we lost our, our shirt, so to speak, in in that property because that was our real estate investing strategy. It was it was based on just price appreciation. It was based on nothing other than that. We thought our home was was an investment. We we were wrong. Our home is a liability, not 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 an asset. And you know we we got crushed. We got crushed to the point where we had to short sell that property. And now get this, we short sold it for $365,000. That's all the market would bear uh, in 2009 when we wound up selling that property. And and I'll tell you, it was, it was a miserable time for us. Not only did we have to come to the closing table with even more of our cash to get out of that deal, it was a great deal for somebody else getting into it. And our investing strategy basically tanked. Now, also during that time period, Prior to that, we had we had bought some uh, real estate uh, out of state. Um, I did a temporary tour at Fort Leavenworth in Kansas, and while I was there, um, I wound up buying my first income-producing residential real estate. We bought a duplex, and we did it all wrong. See, I was following somebody else's map. I uh, was following one of those no-money-down maps, and I didn't realize how much of a disadvantage it was to me to to fully leverage a property. I thought, wow, you fully leverage it, you're able to buy it with like no money down, this is great, you know, but at the end of the day, it had negative cash flow. And I didn't understand how to properly screen tenants, so I, I didn't get great tenants. I had tenants that uh, would, would pay late or not pay at all that wouldn't take care of my property. And so when those when those tenants left, um, and, and because I didn't know what I was doing on the operation side. Uh, I just kind of let them live there until they left. And, you know, cause I, I thought, well, you know, I'm, I'm doing a community service. I'm providing housing for somebody. Well, that's not how you provide housing for somebody. And, uh, we, we did it all wrong. Well, Fast forward into that 2005 timeframe, uh, we used another no money down technique to buy two more duplexes in that same uh, community. Now we were, we were back in California, so we bought them, bought them sight unseen. Uh, we took the the word of our property manager that they were they were great uh, properties ready to go. And of course, when we acquired those properties, we found out that maybe they weren't such a great deal after all. Um, we had some some bad tenants that we inherited. Uh, the, the leases were in place, but the, the leases were not market rent leases. See, the people we had, we had uh, bought it from uh, didn't know what they were doing either. So, you know, they basically sold us their, their bad deal. We thought it was a good deal because we were getting it, quote unquote, no money down. And I'll tell you what. You know, we went about uh, taking negative cash flow on those properties because we thought, well, you know, our our investing strategy is appreciation. Everything appreciates, right? Well, in the little town of Leavenworth in Lansing, te- uh, not Texas, but Kansas, uh, duplexes don't appreciate that fast. They they hardly appreciate at all. So our our strategy was flawed, and it wasn't until um, you know 2008 2009 period where we got crushed. We wound up selling uh, what mutual funds that we had. We took that money to try and bolster our um, 
single family, well, our duplexes and to keep them, them afloat. So we were burning through a lot of money really fast. And, and I'll tell you, it was a terrible time for me. And, and, and by the way, during that entire time, I got transferred again and we were unable to move the family because we were stuck in the house we were in. Yeah. It sounds like a terrible scenario, right? Well, it's this terrible scenario we went through. And, you know, unfortunately for us, we, we got out of that property. We still retained our, our single family properties, our, our duplexes. And, uh, we were able to, to move the family after the short sale, but we wound up becoming tenants ourselves. And, uh, we got to, as firsthand experience, uh, live the life of being tenants. But I will tell you, we were model tenants. We, we took care of the property that we lived in. We paid our rent on time every month. Uh, we made sure that, you know, minor repairs were taken care of. Now, major repairs, they weren't our responsibility. The landlord had to take advantage of that. And we did that for about two years. And I'll tell you what, it was a humbling experience because, you know, here, here was a guy who thought he knew what he was doing in real estate, who basically got his butt handed to him because I didn't know what I was doing in real estate. And I wound up becoming a tenant after owning properties. Now, being a tenant is not bad. Don't get me wrong. But that was not the direction we thought we were going in. We'll be back after this. Talk 1370. Welcome back to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Now, let's get back to your map to financial freedom. Welcome back to the show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. So really on today's show, I'm, I'm kind to give you some background as to my investment strategies that I had, uh, you know, coming up to the, the age of about, oh, around 50 some odd years of age. And I'll tell you, my investing strategies were flawed. Uh, they, were, they were terribly flawed. And even though I had a financial planner in my court, so to speak, everything that we did there didn't work out. And because I thought your real estate was the way to go. Um, and I, well, to be honest with you, I invested a bunch of money into books, tapes, CDs, that sort of stuff. And I thought no money down was the way to go. And, and the reason I thought no money down was the way to go is because I didn't have any money to put down. So I figured, well, let's just get us some real estate. But what I didn't understand, what I didn't comprehend was that there, there are things you need to know. There are things that you need to know in order to properly invest in and operate real estate. And I did it all wrong. I, I, I'm the first one to raise my hand and say I failed. I failed miserably. And, I, and I'll tell you what, when I got that, uh, I mentioned in the, the last segment, you know, we, we took a short sale and we wound up uh, losing our house, so to speak. And we wound up uh, being forced into becoming tenants because no one would uh, loan us any money because we had done a short sale. Um, you know, we were humbled by that. Now being a tenant, there's nothing wrong with that. Don't, don't get me wrong. I, I, please don't send me emails about what's wrong with being a tenant, Al. Uh, there's nothing wrong with being a tenant. As a matter of fact, I've been a tenant multiple times in my life. And every time that I've been a tenant, I've always been a model tenant. I always want to make sure the landlord gets paid on the first of the month. I always want to make sure that I'm taking care of their property. I always want to make sure that when I do move out of the property, it's in, in as good, if not better condition than when I took it over. And, and, and I've always done that. Now, 
I'm not a tenant right now. I own my own house and I was able to, to get back into that. But I'll tell you, you know, owning your own house is not a retirement strategy. And, and I know all of you out there and like on the left coast and the right coast, you know, you're thinking, well, you know, that's the only strategy that we've got is you buy real estate and hopefully you, you don't pay too much money every month in order to, you know, keep it going. In other words, negative cash flow because you're banking on that appreciation. And, and I'll tell you, there, there are people that have made a lot of money in California, in Washington, in, uh, in the New York area. And, and in other places where, you know, property doesn't really cash flow for you on appreciation. But the problem is when you're only banking on one way of making money and that way goes away, uh, it becomes a, a big problem for you. So what, what we profess is that you've got to make money five different ways. And, and that is paramount to your success. You've, the property has got to cash flow. It, it's got to provide you income on a monthly basis. And you use that income to offset your, your expenses. And when you get enough of that income to fully offset all of your expenses, you've met the definition of retirement. Now, does that mean you're, you're, you've, you've attained uh, the lifestyle, so to speak? Well, maybe yes and maybe no. Now, I'll, I'll tell you, in my particular case, when uh, we became members of Lifestyles Unlimited and we completely uh, tore down all the crazy beliefs that we had about how to, how to invest and what our investment retirement strategy was, and we rebuilt it from the ground up, we realized there, there, were, there were things that needed to change. And, you know, the big thing for us with the, was those duplexes that we still had. They were still, we were still running negative cash flow on those things. And that's not the way to go, folks. That negative cash flow needs to go away. It needs to be positive cash flow. And so we, we have since obtained financial freedom. Okay. We have, we have, we have obtained the ability to have enough passive income coming in that it meets or exceeds all of our bills. And we've been able to work on our lifestyle, which is that difference between that retirement and what that lifestyle really needs to be. So to let's, let's sum it up this way. Let's say, let's say you've, you, you need $4,000 a month to, to satisfy your bills. Well, having, having 10 rental properties that throw off $400 a month in passive cash flow uh, will, will offset those expenses. Or having a, say, a 40-unit apartment community that uh, pays $100 per door, that will offset your your monthly responsibilities. So at that point, you've effectively retired yourself. But what about the lifestyle piece? What about the, well, I want to go out to dinner. Well, I want to go and romance my wife. Well, I want to go do some scuba diving. Well, I want to do this. I want to travel. I want to do that. I want to blah, 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 blah. Okay. That, that takes money. Okay. So what you do is you go out and get yourself either 20 more rental houses or 10 more rental houses to give you a total of 20. So now you've got $8,000 coming in as opposed to the $4,000 you've got going out, that leaves you $4,000 for that other stuff, you know, or you get yourself a second 40 unit apartment complex and it throws off $100 per door. Now you're doing the same thing. You've got $8,000 a month in passive income coming in. You're only spending $4,000 a month to meet your monthly requirements. And as a result of that, you've got 
the lifestyle money. You've got the ability to, to do the things that you want to do. And really, that's what we're all about at Lifestyles Unlimited. We want to get you on a, a plan. We want to get you on the roadmap to success. We want to get you to that point where you can achieve financial freedom. And then we want to get you to that point where you achieve that lifestyle that you're desiring, that you're craving. Now, I will tell you, we've got a lot of members that achieve that lifestyle, but they still continue to work. And, and I ask them, I, I always ask them, why do you keep working? And, and you know what the answer I get is? because I love what I'm doing. So as long as you love what you're doing, there's nothing wrong with working. The problem with working is when you're working in a job that you don't love or a job that is just, you know, beating the snot out of you on a daily basis. That's that's that to me is not enjoyable work. Okay, unless you like having the snot beat out of you, you know, maybe maybe you're the guy that gets in the ring with Mike Tyson or something, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I guess that's a way to make that's that's a strategy, but that's not a strategy I I would follow. So so really, I've just got to ask you this. What is your retirement strategy? What are you doing? Are you, are you, you, know, are you watching TV and, and seeing whatever commercials coming on and, and that's your retirement strategy? And you know, you're buying gold one month, you're buying silver another month, you're, uh, you're investing in stocks, you're investing in mutual funds, you're trying to time the stock market, you're trying to day trade, you're buying annuities, you're buying all this stuff out there, but you don't necessarily know what the end stated result is going to be, nor do you have a, a focus goal of where you want to get to. And I'll tell you what, you've got to have a focused goal as to where you want to get to, because without that focused goal, you're, you're never going to get there. And if, if you haven't taken the time to sit down and articulate where you want to be in retirement and, and how soon you want to get to retirement, then you're just wasting your time. You're just, and you're wasting your money buying all this crap. Um, I'll tell you, I was watching a commercial, uh, I want to say it was yesterday, and they were talking about silver and, and they're trying to get you to buy silver. And they're saying, you know, if, if silver goes back to its all time high, you're looking at a $200 increase. Well, what about all those people that bought silver when it was at its all-time high and still own it now, and all they've been doing is riding that market down. What a terrible way to invest. I mean, let's say you put $100,000 into silver and it's only worth $30,000 now. Are you going to spend another $30,000 on silver and hope that it gets back to that level where maybe you'll have $200,000? I don't know. Well, how long is it going to take? I don't know, but I'll tell you with real estate, I can sit down and I can write out a performa. I can figure out what things are going to do. I can, I can analyze my, my property. I can analyze the, the cash flows the property produces. I can analyze uh, the, the appreciation that I get based on what the market is doing. I can analyze my, my principal pay down because I'm going to get a little bit of a reduction in the principal, therefore an increase in my equity. I, I can pencil out what my equity capture is. I can take a look at what my tax advantages are. I can write all of those out. I can know what a piece of real estate is going to do for me and how long it's going to take for it to achieve the results that I want it to achieve. And to be honest with you, if it's not achieving that result right out of the gate, I don't buy it. It ain't worth my time. Hey, we're getting ready to go to break. And if you would like to call in, you can do so at 855-497-4335. That's 855-497-4335.
What would two to five hundred dollars extra income a month do for you? It's one of the five ways investment real estate earns money, and at Lifestyles Unlimited, we will show you how. Lifestyles Unlimited has been teaching people how to invest in real estate for twenty nine years. Lifestyles Unlimited will teach you the five ways to make money with real estate investing. The first way is cash flow. Cash flow is the reason we seek passive income producing assets. When you have cash flow, you have income. You buy a piece of real estate where the rental income is greater than the monthly. Income income by a decent margin. Lifestyles Unlimited will teach you about proper cash flow and other ways that real estate makes you money. To learn how to attend a free Lifestyles Unlimited workshop, call 866-971-8970 or go to lifestylesunlimitedaustin.com and learn the map to financial freedom in less than five years. That's 866-971-8970 or go to lifestylesunlimitedaustin.com, lifestylesunlimitedaustin.com. Talk 13.7, the right choice. Warning, listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show will change your life. We will teach you how to create wealth and income so you can be financially free. And now, back to your host... Welcome back to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, I'm working on your financial freedom. So I'm, I'm asking the question: What what is your retirement strategy? You know, I, 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 you know, I like to. Uh, get on the web and, and find stuff out there so that I can get you some accurate information. And what I'm finding is when, when I do a search for what is your investment strategy, what, what I mainly get is I get stuff from all these financial planner organizations. And, you know, when I click on it, like here's one that says uh, top, top 11 retirement strategies you should know. And, and, and I'll tell you what, this, this is what they talk about. They say, contribute the maximum to a 401k. All right, that's that's a strategy. Okay, another strategy. Open an IRA or a Roth IRA. Okay, now here's another one. Uh, be mindful of risk tolerance and asset allocation. I'm not even sure what that means. Okay, here's one. Open a health savings account. All right, got it. Here's another one. Beware of retirement fund fees. Ooh, you mean there might be some fund fees in those that retirement money? Here's another one. Get an annuity. All right. All right. Let's go get an annuity. Here's one. Take advantage of the saver's credit. I don't even know what that is. Um, here's one that says don't exit stocks too soon. Another one says delay Social Security benefits. Another one, hedge against inflation. Another one, develop a retirement plan withdrawal strategy. Uh, you know, if, at the end of the day, all of these things have to do with the fact that you're living the, the lie that society tells you, which is this. Go out and get a job, get, get good pay, get a retirement plan that consists of a 401k, or if you're self-employed, maybe you do an IRA or a, uh, a SEP IRA or whatever those darn things are. And, and what they want you to do is they want you to start saving and saving for retirement. That's, that's what it's all about. They want you to save. They call it retirement. Okay. They call it, you know, you're, you're investing for retirement. And really all you're doing is you're, you're saving for retirement. Here's another one. Here's one that, uh, CNBC did. It says uh, Stanford analyzed 292 retirement strategies to determine the, uh, the best one. And here's how it works. Are you ready for this? The first thing you do is you delay Social Security payments till the age of 70. 
I'm not making this up, folks. It's, it says, it, I'll just read you what it says. Social Security will deliver the majority of retirement income for middle-income workers, even for workers currently in their 20s and 30s. It'll be anywhere from 60 to 80% of their total income. Yeah, wow. Social Security is going to be 60 to 80% of my total income. Yeah, that, that ain't my strategy. I'm not doing it. It goes on to say this. It says, Social Security is a nearly perfect retirement income generator. Where, what, what crack pipe is this guy smoking? Okay, it says, no other retirement income generator has all of those positive features. So maximizing Social Security is a key part of the strategy. And what he's talking about is says uh, social, social Security is, is great because it protects against inflation, doesn't go down with the stock market crashes, oh, like all those other investments that you have out there, and it's paid automatically into your checking account, and some of it isn't subject to income taxes. Interesting. Now, let me tell you what uh, part two of that is. It's, it's called Create an Automatic Retirement Paycheck. And it goes on to say, to supplement your Social Security income, you want to generate consistent paychecks from your 401k and IRA account, accounts that will last the rest of your life. And you'll use these paychecks to pay for basic living expenses, such as housing, food, and transportation. I don't see anywhere in there where it talks about a lifestyle. I don't see anywhere in there where it talks about, hey, you're going to get on a plane with your loved one, and you're going to go down to uh, Cabo San Lucas, and you're going to spend a week down there having a great time, enjoying the weather, enjoying the beach, enjoying the adult beverages, enjoying each other's time, and then you're going to come back from that, and you're going to be fully refreshed and not worried about where the money came from. Now, I'll tell you, my retirement strategy it's, it's a little bit different. It's, it's based on retiring in five years or less, which I've achieved. It's based on achieving that lifestyle, which I'm you know, on. I don't think you ever completely achieved the lifestyle you're trying to achieve. You just keep getting it better and better and better. And I'll tell you what, my, my retirement plan does not does not rely on you know pulling money out of my 401k or my IRA account to pay for basic living expenses such as housing, food, and transportation, and then relying on Social Security to pay for the rest. I'll tell you what, that Social Security thing, I don't even know if it's going to be around when it's time for me to retire. Now, I'm 55 years old. Let me be very clear about that. So I think I, I get an opportunity to you know tap into Social Security as early as, what, 62 or 62 and a half? I don't even know what the numbers are. You know why I don't know what the numbers are? Because I don't care. Because I've got a completely different strategy that works. I've got a strategy that pays me cash flow. I've got a strategy that pays me equity capture. I've got a strategy that pays me appreciation. I've got a strategy that pays me tax benefits. I've, I've got all these different things going for me. I don't have to worry about these other things. You know, to be honest with you, I once, once I dumped out of the stock market after the crash of 2007, I didn't look back. Now, full disclosure, okay, I did dabble a little bit in stocks, okay? I basically put $500 into an account, and that was my test account to see how much money I could make. And you know what I found out? I found out I didn't make any more money trading stocks on my own than I did in any other of my investment strategies, except for real estate. Real estate has been providing me greater returns on a consistent basis than that stock market has done. And more importantly, because it's, it's invested correctly, because the investments are all operating correctly, 
life is good for me. Let's let's go see what some of these other idiots. Well, I shouldn't say idiots. That isn't nice of me. Um, misguided is probably a better word. Okay, here we go. Top retirement savings tips for 55 to 64 year olds. Hey, I'm in that. I'm in that category. Let's see what these guys have to say. They say uh, if you're between 55 and 60 or 64, you still have time to boost your retirement savings. And notice they use the term savings. Okay, not investment, but savings. And then they say start by increasing your 401k or other retirement plan contributions if you haven't already maxed out. Well. I don't know what that max out number is, but I guarantee you most of you out there are not close to maxed out. And and even if you get to this this age group of 55 to 64, the the age group I'm in, chances are you're not going to have any more additional money coming in that you can you can bolster those things out. And also consider whether working a little longer, oh, work a little longer might add to your pension or social security benefits. Well, I'm here to tell you I'm 55 and I'm done working. It's it's it. It's in the bag, folks. I tell you what. Once once we achieve financial freedom, once we started building that that lifestyle that we wanted, that 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 job that job is gone. Now, some of you may say, "Well, Al, you're on the radio five days a week. Isn't that kind of like a job?" Well. I guess it is kind of like a job, except I enjoy what I'm doing, so it doesn't feel like a job. And by the way, does it pay me some money? I think it does, but I think I'm making more money in my passive investments, so who cares? And, and by the way, if you know, it's one of these cases, and here's the case. If your investment strategies are not putting you in a position where you can go, hmm, it's Monday, I don't feel like going to work ever. I'm just going to call in dead, okay? If, if you're not in that position, then your retirement strategy is not working for you. Uh, I'll tell you, when I worked in the municipal government, I had so many of my friends that were, that were trapped in, in that lifestyle of municipal government. You know, they were getting this, this so-called pension that they were going to rely on for retirement. And when, when I actually sat down with them, I said, let's, let's pencil out this retirement. You know what most of them found out? Most of them found out that they couldn't retire on the so-called pension they were going to receive. And to be honest with you, I had several friends that had retired from their position at the city only to go back to work for the city as, as a temp employee because that retirement didn't pay the difference. So what, what happened to them? They wound up trading one job in the city for a different job in the city that paid a little bit less, and they're using their, their retirement to, to make ends meet. And I'll tell you what, that to me is not, that's not retirement to me. And here's another one. I was looking at this, uh, this crazy graph. Let's see if I can find this thing again. Uh, where did it go? I think it was from one of the big uh, retirement houses. There we go. Yeah, here it is. They were showing a graph saying, and th this is based on $1,972. Okay, so if you had $500,000 in so-called savings, now again, that's $1,972. So I think if you you convert it to today's dollars, you're closer to $2 million. Um, if you had $500,000 and you consumed 10%. On, on an annual basis, you would run out of money by the age of 73. If you consumed only 4%, um, you, would, you would have unlimited funds, unlimited funds. But if you chose to consume 5%, you would live to the age of 89. You know, 
I, I tell you, it just, it doesn't make sense to me. It, it just baffles my mind. What I want you to do is I want you to go to buymylifeback.com. That's buymylifeback.com. I want you to enter the promo code of Al, and you're going to get an opportunity to become a member of Lifestyles Unlimited for a greatly discounted price. I mean, when you, when you enter that promo code, you will see the great discount that we're offering you. And I'll tell you what, it's pennies to get your education so that you can become financially free like myself and so many of my friends. Hey, we're at the end of the show, and remember, everything we do is not for the money, but it's for that lifestyle. Thank you for listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit lifestylesunlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. Join us next time. And until then, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. Information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.